Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Come with open hearts, oh let the 
Hallelujah, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate these wonderful ladies for leading us in worship today. Come on. Hallelujah. And what about the best band ever? <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Bless you, Desire. Bless you, Mr. Basulwa. Bless you, Elisha. May the Lord continue to use you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's humble ourselves and enter into the word of God. Time is fast spent, but you also came late, some of you, so <laughs> I will take that advantage. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we give you the praise. As we assemble around your table this afternoon, we pray that you come and feed us. Feed us until we want no more. Feed us, King of Kings, the bread of life. For you say in your word that man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that proceeded from your mouth. Heavenly Father, feed us. We are hungry for you. Feed every woman. Use me in them, in, in, their, in, in their presence, my Father. Lord, those online, King of Kings, touch them in their homes. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And somebody shouts, Amen. Hallelujah. The last time I stood here, we started, we embarked on a journey of engendering a positive attitude, engendering a positive attitude. And we're looking at the keys, the keys, some of the keys that, um, that, that every uh, believer needs in order to be successful in their Christian life. One of them is attitude. And we talked about attitude and said it's a settled way of thinking or feeling about something. And so if you want to change anything, if you want to change anything in your life, you've got to change your attitude. You change you before you change other things. And we talked about, you know, um, looking at um, having a positive attitude towards God. Having a positive attitude towards God. Most people have got, most people have a negative attitude towards God. You cannot receive from God if you have a negative attitude about him. Hallelujah. And uh, under that, we, we, we say that a, a good attitude of a Christian is trust in Lord, trust in God. You've got to trust in God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord, not with some of your heart, but with all your heart. A true Christian trusts in the Lord with all their heart, a hundred percent, hundred percent trust. He said, do not lean on your own understanding, you know, because your understanding is incomparable to the size of the God that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to be different because the Bible says in Psalm 20 verse 7 that some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we as believers trust in the name of the Lord our God. Let that be your proclamation. Hallelujah. That I will trust in the Lord. And we talked about faith. Successful Christians are men and women of faith. Faith. Faith is your winning, is your winning ticket. Faith is without faith you cannot win. Without faith. The Bible says, without faith, you cannot please God. Hallelujah. And we spoke about the, the centurion, the centurion who had a servant who uh, needed healing. And he approached Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ said, oh, yeah, <clears throat> I will come with you to your house and, and do the healing. And the man said, no, no, you don't have to come with me. You don't have to come. Just send the word. 
Just send the word. <laughs> Just say the word. And Jesus Christ said there was, he, he had not seen any, any faith that, you know, was commensurate that guy's faith because he believed in the word. He had faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. And we also talk about hope. A Christian, good Christian is a Christian of one who has hope. One who has hope. The moment your hope, the moment your hope is stolen from you, you are dead. You do not die. You see, most people are already dead. They are living, but they are dead. They haven't made it official yet. <laughs> They're dead. Why? Because they are hopeless. A hopeless person is a dead person. Hallelujah. You've got to hope that tomorrow is going to be better. Yes, this week was rough. Some, there's somebody here who said the, the week was rough. I don't remember who it was. But you've got to hope that, tomorrow, that next week is going to be better. That's how we live. That's how we keep living. That's how we keep going on. Hallelujah. We have got hope that tomorrow is going to be better. And we had an example of Job. Job said, though he slay me, I will hope in him. I will hope in the Lord. He had hope in God. Though he had lost children, he had lost it all. None of us has suffered to the extent of Job. But Job still had hope. That's a successful Christian. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And we spoke about Abraham. Abraham. Our forefather, Abraham, had, had a promise from God. This promise delayed, delayed, according to, him, to, to human beings. It delayed for 25 years. 25. Some of you are not yet even 25 in this room. Can you believe waiting for something for 25 years? And the Bible says that he, he did not waver in his faith. He did not waver. Concerning the word of God, he did not waver. <clears throat> he believed. He hoped against hope. That's what we should do. So today I'm introducing another, another point. In having a positive attitude to God, you have to have reverence. <clears throat> You've got to be a Christian of reverence. Reverence makes you a great and deep worshiper. Whenever you see men and women in the presence of God, when the worship is high and they, and they are just like trees, they don't have reverence in them. A person with reverence will be, will, be, will be lost in the presence of God because he knows that the presence of God is in that place. Hallelujah. We've got to revere God so that we may be true worshippers. Psalms 5, 7 says, For though, but I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. Psalm 5, 7. Will enter your house. Whenever I enter your house, straight away it says, I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. In the fear of you. So when we come into the house of the Lord and worship is going on and these guys are playing their hearts out and people here are belting it out. <laughs> if, you, if you are still there and you're just like a, a spectator, that means that the fear of God is not yet in you. It's not yet deep. The reverence of God is not yet deep in you. The reverence of God, the fear of God fills us with wisdom. You want wisdom? The Bible says in Psalm 110 verse 10, the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A wise person is a person who reveres God. You revere God, he will fill you with wisdom. He will fill you with wisdom. When you are at the crossroads, he will give you something to say. He will give you direction because you reverence him, because you fear him. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all those who practice it, who practice the fear, 
<laughs> you have got to practice reverence of the Lord. Wherever you are. You see, a worshiper is a person who worships. We don't worship God just when we enter into this place. You worship, it's lifestyle. Wherever you are, you are practicing the reverence of God. That's why you cannot do some things. Certain things you cannot do. Some places you cannot go because the reverence of God is around you. You fear God. You fear God. There are some words you can't say because you fear God. There are some things you can't say because you fear God. There are some parties that, and orgies that you cannot attend because you fear God. You are practicing the reverence of God. And he says, those who practice it have got a good understanding. <laughs> Hallelujah. They have a good understanding. Those who fear God. Do you fear God? Do you fear God, child of God? What is, what, what is deficient in our world today is the fear of God, the reverence of God. People no longer fear God. You see that name, that name Yahweh. <laughs> in the olden days, whenever that name was pronounced, people would go back and wash. They would go back and clean their clothes because they, would, they, 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 would, they knew that they were unworthy to even pronounce that name. Do you understand? That's how heavy they took the name of the Lord. But today we just, we just blaspheme the way we, we swear. Oh God, we, we don't. <laughs> My friend, he is a God. If you have a revelation of who he is, you begin to fear him wherever you are. And somebody said amen. When you revere the, the Lord, he gives you divine protection. He gives you divine protection and help. <laughs> the help of God is for those who fear him. If you don't fear the Lord, you can call as, 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 as loud as you want, as you wish. But I can guarantee you, the 99 whatever call from heaven will not come. No. How do I know? Psalm 34 verse 7 tells me, the angel of the Lord, he encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Those who fear God... <laughs> Hey, they are not alone. There's an angel who's around them. Wherever you are, you are protected. Have you seen these presidents? The president of the United States or the president of whatever country you come from. In this country here, they play it cool. You know, these guys here, these guys, everything is cool. It's just simple. Hey, have you seen an African president travel? <laughs> The whole arsenal is there. You cannot just get near him. He is protected. There's a ring of, of, of protection around him. Now let me tell you, the person that fears God is protected. There's an, there's an invisible ring around you, an invisible ring around your children, an invisible ring around your business, an invisible ring about everything that you do because you revere the Lord. There is, a, he says, the angel of the Lord, he encamps. He remains there. Wherever you are, he's there. <laughs> because you fear him. And he says, and he delivers them. Jesus Christ. Learn to fear the Lord. Give him the due that he deserves. Hallelujah. Don't take him for granted, child of God. Do not take God for granted. The Bible says that the earth is his footstool. What size of foot is that? What? I am, is this size 10? 
something like towards 10 or a time, some days I'm 11, some days, some, some days I'm 9, you know, depending on the shoe. <laughs> he says the earth is his footstool. That is the God we are talking about. He says, the Bible says in Isaiah 40, that to him, all the nations, so do you, how many of us know all the nations of the world? Do you know, all, I just want you, just a show of hands, you know all the nations that are on, on, on this planet, you know them. None of us. Have you ever seen, at times there's, uh, when, when there's, uh, uh, there's uh, uh, these games, the Commonwealth games or the international, whatever games they are, you, you see some, a flag and you see some people say, and, and, and they mention a country and say, oh my God, that is also a country. It's just a few, a few years ago that I discovered, I discovered that, that there was a country called Honduras. Is it Honduras? Which one? Honduras. There you are. I can't even pronounce it. The Bible says that for him, all those nations are like a drop of water in the bucket. Now put a drop of water in a bucket and ask Elion what is in the bucket. Guess what his answer will be? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The Bible says that he has got a weighing scale where he puts all the sand and he knows how much they weigh. The sand on all the earth. He has got a scale. <laughs> what a mighty God. What a mighty God. Listen. Look at that river Thames. It's just, it's just there, there behind us here. The Bible says that all the waters of the world, the Thames and that little river in your village, the seas, the Antarctic, the, the Pacific, all the other oceans, to him, the Bible says that he holds them in just in the hollow of his hand, just like this. That is the God we are talking about. He deserves your reverence. He deserves my reverence. Hallelujah. When you revere him, he gives you divine protection. He gives you Insensant blessings. Insensant blessings. He opens the tap. The tap flows. Blessings upon blessings. Psalm 128 verse 1 to 2. says, blessed is everyone. Not some. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone who, does, who fears the Lord. <laughs> they are blessed. Who walk in his ways. Number two. He says, you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. The fear of the Lord. Psalm 141 verse 11. The fear of the Lord will fill you with his favor. Hallelujah. With his favor. The favor that was upon Joseph. The favor that opens doors for you. Oh, doors begins to open, begin to open at their own accord. They just sense you from a mile. Why? Because you fear the Lord. Hallelujah. When others are, are, are when, when other when, when other people are, are having doors slammed in them before their faces, for you they are open. They begin to ask, how did you do it? How are you doing it? I tried it. I didn't do it. How did you do it? <laughs> You have a secret. You fear God. Hallelujah. He says, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who do what? Who fear him. <coughs> in those who hope, in those who hope in his steadfast love. 
Hallelujah. Listen to what Jesus teaches about the fear of the Lord. Jesus teaches about the fear of the Lord in Luke chapter 12, verse 4 to 5. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12. Yeah, there we are. It says, I tell you, my friends. Hmm? Listen to this scripture quite well. I tell you. By the way, we don't have Apostle Jesus today. Apostle Jesus is in the Coventry. She went on a mission in Coventry. Hallelujah. He says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who, who do what? Who kill the body. <laughs> don't fear them. He says, don't fear them. And after that, have nothing more that they can do. Verse 5. But I will warn you whom to fear. <laughs> fear him who, after he has killed, <laughs> he has the authority to cast into hell. That one you fear. He says, yes. Yeah, yes. I tell you, fear him. Fear the one who is able to, who has got the authority to cast into hell. The one who has the passport into heaven. That one is the one that we must fear. Do you understand that, child of God? <clears throat> so now we, we transition into another positive attitude that we need to engender. That was a positive at attitude towards God. But a, a successful Christian needs to have a positive attitude toward others. Toward others. Hey. Toward others. Other than you, towards others. Number one, you need to have love. Somebody say love. I say it like you had breakfast, love. Love. Jesus Christ preached on love in John 13, 34 to 35. John 13, 34 to 35, he says, a new commandment I give you. Some people say Jesus, Jesus Christ came to remove commandments. He came with a new commandment. A new commandment. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 15, if you're writing. A new commandment I give you. That you love one another. Love one another. Shiloh. Love one another. Love one, one another. Lillian. Tukundane. Let's love one another. Do you understand that? It says love one another, just as I have loved you. Now, when you juxtapose your, your love to Jesus' love, my friend, it is uh, <clears throat> incomparable. But the love of God, the love of Christ, the Bible says that he loved us even when we were wet, when we were yet sinners. He did not wait for me to clean up. He loved me, even when I was still a sinner. So some of the problem with some of us who want to love people when, when they are okay, when According to our eyes, they are, they are cleaned up. I cannot love him because he still has this. We have conditional love. The love of Christ is unconditional. Hallelujah. He loves you today. He will love you tomorrow. He loves you unconditionally. And that's the love that he wants you to have for that neighbor that is sat next to you. Love them unconditionally. Love me unconditionally. He says, that's, that, that's, what I, that's, that's, that's what I give you. Love one another. And he says in verse 35, by this, all the people will know that you are my disciples. If you do what? If you love one another. 
He continues to teach and say, love your enemies. <laughs> How many here have got enemies? <coughs> you have some enemies. Just shoot up your hand. Mm. You are sincere. You have, you have some enemies. I normally tell people I consider myself enemyless. I don't have an enemy. It's, it's the other person who, who decides whether they are my enemy or not. I do not have an enemy. I do not have time to waste on hating people. I don't. Step on me, I will still love you. Talk behind my back, I will still love you. Walk out of my life, I will still love you. I will still love you. Do you understand that? I love you in advance. <laughs> Jesus Christ said in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 20, 20, 27 to 35. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 30. Rather, 25 to, 30, to, to 35. 27 to 35. What am I saying? Luke, I'm confusing you, mercy. Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 35. These are scriptures that we know. But we come here to remind ourselves because at times we tend to forget. We, we tend to develop amnesia. Hallelujah. This is what he says. But I say to you who do what? Who hear? Somebody touch your ear. You who hear. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Hurrah. With another, the, other, the other ear. <laughs> But I said to those to, to you who hear. Are you hearing this afternoon? It says, love your enemies. The preceding scripture says that you, it has been, you, have, you, have, you have been taught that it's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That's the principle some Christians live by. If you're a Christian and you live by that principle, my friend, stop calling yourself one a Christian. That is unchristian. Some of us are plotting revenges on some people. <laughs> I've got to get her. I've got to get her. You are plotting for an opportunity. <laughs> I have come to tell you to dismantle every plan today in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Love your enemies. Love them. Do good to those who hate you. What? It is a command. That is a Christian. A Christian is one who does good to those who hate him. You know they have been talking about you. But when you reach be in, in the, in, in, before them, you don't, this is not pretense. I'm not talking about this, these smiles, these plastic smiles we have here. You see them on, have you seen them on the, on the trains? Somebody, <laughs> those ones. I'm not talking about those ones. <laughs> you are smiling genuinely because you have a clean heart. There's nothing that sticks to you. You have a thick skin. Hallelujah. They have said it, but you love them anyway. They have stuck knives in, in, in your back, but you love them anyway. Do good to them. Be too good as Shiloh. Be good. Do good to those who hate you. Do good. Verse 28 says, bless those who curse you. Bless them. Be a blesser. In this place, I bless. Um, I, I bless. I don't curse. I bless. I bless. I bless. I do not have time for that because God blesses me. 
he freely gives me, so I also freely give. He says, bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. <laughs> now that one is a biggie for some people. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray a blessing over them, that it may be good with them, that it may be good with their children. It may be good in their careers. Pray for them. In your place of prayer, when you get there, you know somebody hates you. Pray for them. And then he takes it to another level. He says, to the one who strikes you on one cheek. <laughs> Do you know the impulse for some people? You strike me on, the, on one cheek. I will, <laughs> huh? You will be on the floor. The next, the, the next moment you will be on the floor. It's like a reflex. <laughs> hmm? But he's saying if somebody does what? Slaps you on this one cheek. Give him another. Put another there. He takes one cloak from you. Don't withhold another one. Give it to him. He says, give to everyone who begs from you. And from, the one, and, and, and from one who takes your goods away. Do not demand them back. Don't demand them back. Don't demand them back. The next verse. Verse 32. <laughs> Can you read that question? If you love those who love you, hmm, it is easy to love those who love you. That is a, a given. If, if you love those who love you, what benefit is it? Is that for you? The ones who don't, who don't love you, you've, you've already deleted them out of your phone. <laughs> He says, for even sinners love those who love them. There must be a clear-cut difference between you and those that know no God. You love them. You love the unlovables. <laughs> Do you know some of us are unlovable? Because of our idiosyncrasies, because of our characters. We are difficult. People are difficult. People are difficult. You are difficult. I am difficult. Don't be deceived by this and because I'm on this side of the microphone, I'm a difficult person. Hallelujah. But he's saying that you love me. You love me. You love me. You love me. Love me. I should love you. Verse 33. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. Verse 34, and if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But, verse 35 says, but love your enemies, do good, lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. 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 And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. That's why Paul asks us to walk in love. Walk in love. Tambri ramukwagara. Tambromukunda. Tembea. In love. I've forgotten the Swahili word for love. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2 says, And walk in love. Walk in love. Walk in love. 
as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9. He talks about brotherly love. Feel your love. Philadelphia. Brotherly love. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9. It says, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. Why? For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. If you are lacking in love, you need to approach God and say, Lord, teach me how to love because God is love. You cannot say you have love if you don't have, love God if you don't have love. Teach me. Ask God to teach you. Ask God to teach you. Ask God to teach you. John speaks on love in 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. says, for this is the message that you had from the beginning. When we got born again, that's the message we had. We had, we talk, we, we had about love. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. We, that's the message that we had from the beginning. And he says that we should love one another. 1 John 4, 7. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. You cannot say you are born again in, go into God if you do not love, because you haven't known God. God is love. God is love. That is God. You can't say, I love God and well, you hate, brother. No. Hatred is not our portion. Hatred is not our portion. Hatred will lock you in a prison of darkness. Hatred is a prison. And a prison not of the person that you hate, but a prisoner of you. So you walk in chains. If you hate anybody here, if you are in this place and there's somebody you hate, I have news for you. You are in chains. <laughs> you need to free yourself. And there are some people who don't even know that you hate them. They have no clue. They have no clue. For them, they are enjoying their life. They are going on holidays. They are buying cars. They are buying houses. For you, you are here dying. You see, somebody said hatred is like acid. Acid, 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 acid. Acid, acid burns the, 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 the container in which it is. It does not burn the other. Hatred is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. They are enjoying it. They have no clue. Some people have no clue that, that, that they hurt you. They don't know. Even right now, ever since I started speaking, I, I, I may have hurt somebody as I was speaking. The service will end and I will not know. Then you will begin to hate me. And guess what? I will continue. Right now, I'm going to live here. I'm going to eat some KFC. Then afterwards, I'll go and eat some McDonald's. Then afterwards, I'll go and eat some Chinese. And, and you know, I'm enjoying myself. But for you, you are in a prison. You are dying. You are in darkness. <laughs> Free yourself. Free yourself. Be a hate-free person. <laughs> you don't have time to hate. The, the energy that you expend in hatred, put it somewhere else that is useful. First John chapter 2 verse 9 says, Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother, he is still in the darkness. First John what? Chapter 2 verse 11. 
Whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going. You are groping in the dark because you are in hatred. Because it says darkness blinds the eyes. Hatred blinds. Hatred blinds people from the good in others. Listen, I, I will tell you this. There is no bad person. There is no bad person. The only bad person is the devil. The devil who infiltrates people and uses them. That is the enemy. So we need to, a mature Christian is one who has gotten to a point where he, he, he differentiates between the devil and the person. You understand that? He begins to, he loves the person and hates the devil. <laughs> have you ever seen, have you ever heard this? God loves the, 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 the sinner, but he hates the sin. Love the person. Hate the devil. Hate the devil. Hallelujah. Have they hurt you? Yes. Another principle, another key of having positive attitude towards people is forgiveness. Forgive. Have forgiveness. Forgive means that you give before. There are two words that make up that word forgive. There is for and give. You give before. Listen, I have forgiven you in advance. I have forgiven every one of you in advance. <laughs> you are forgiven. Whatever you say, whatever you do to me, you are forgiven. Hallelujah. Amen. That is, I have given you pardon. <laughs> Forgiveness guarantees heavenly pardon. Forgiveness guarantees, it's a guarantee of heavenly pardon. Jesus Christ taught about this and said in Matthew chapter 6, 14, for if you forgive others their trespasses, guess what? Your heavenly father will also forgive you. If you forgive, you are forgiven. What does that mean? If you don't forgive, you are not forgiven. As simple as that. And these are not my words. They are the words of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Mark 11, chapter 25, it says, and whenever you stand praying, whenever you stand praying, how many of us pray in this place? You pray. Or at least you try. <laughs> Whenever you stand praying, he says what? Forgive. Forgive. In a prayer, in a place of prayer, forgive. Because forgive and forgiveness will block your prayers. And forgiveness will block your prayers. Forgive. For if you have anything against anyone, so that your father who also is in heaven may what? May forgive your trespasses. Did you hear that? The reason we don't forgive is because we judge. We are judges. As a matter of fact, we are prosecutors, we are judges, and we are executors at the same time. You killed the person. You have already killed them. Luke chapter 6 verse 37 says, Jesus preaches and says, judge not. Judge not. I think it's Paul who says, judge no person according to the flesh. Judge no one according to the flesh. We are flesh. He's just being human. If somebody steps on your toe or he says something or he does something, he's just being human. Do not judge him according to the flesh. Guess what? Because you yourself is in, are in the flesh. As you are judging somebody, there's somebody somewhere judging you as well. Do you understand that? She so said, judge not and you will not be judged. So let's, let's resign from this portfolio of judging people. If you are here and you, are, you have been proficient at judging, child of God, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. 
Resign from judging people. Do not judge people according to the flesh, according to what they have done in the flesh. They are just being human. Don't. You yourself are still human. The last time I checked, you were not an angel. There's somebody that you stepped on their toes somewhere. They just haven't told you. They just haven't told you. But you yourself has injured somebody. We are all injuring one another. So do not judge. I do not judge you. I do not judge you. I used to judge, but I resigned from that. I, I, I don't judge anybody. No. You come in late, I won't judge you. Why did she come in late? Why didn't you do this? Why did you? I, I don't have time for that. Says, judge and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Paul teaches about forgiveness. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32, he says, be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. A successful Christian is a kind Christian. Tender-hearted to one another. Forgiving one another. As God, has in, uh, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Forgive people. Forgive people. This brings us to another point. You need to have patience with people. Have patience. Child of God, have patience with me. We are now getting into one o'clock, so be patient with me. Is, does anybody have patience in this place? Be patient with me. We are about to finish. Patience. Hmm. Somebody says patience is a what is a virtue. Proverbs 16, verse 32. Put that scripture up, please. Proverbs 16, verse 32. Patience. Somebody say patience. If you are going to be married and stay married, you've got to be patient. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been married for uh, 28 years now. You know what has kept me? Patience. <laughs> patience. Every day I ask for patience. Every day I ask for patience. I have children who are, you know, some of them are still te teenagers. Some of them are, you know. But you know what has held me? Patience. Patience. I know I tell some of you that you know enjoy these kids when they are still well, they are still in their teen, in, in their in, in, before they, they hit their teens. <laughs> when they hit their teens, my friend, you are going to need a lot of patience. Amen. <laughs> we need patience. Proverbs 16, 37 says, whoever is slow to anger, you need to be slow to anger. Some of us are, are short fuses. Phew. Even before somebody says a word, you're already annoyed. Did you see the way she was looking at me? Hey, the person was not even looking at you, they were looking at the door. You're already annoyed. You find somebody in the corridor there, you're, you know, it's like they have eaten bees. Hmm? Huh. Slow to anger. You've got to be a slow cooker when it comes to anger. Be slow. Be slow. Be slow. At your place of work, be slow. Your colleagues, they, your colleague, you find them, people are talking about something else. And for you, you just hear one word. One word. They were talking about me. They have, they, people don't have time to talk about you. So whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Mark that scripture. It says, and he who rules his spirit, you've got to rule your spirit. 
put it in check. It, it's, it's about boiling. You feel it, it's coming. You, you, you feel the anger coming. You've you got to suppress it. No, not today. That is why I'm saying that a successful Christian is one who has come to that maturity of ruling your spirit. The words want to come out, but you say no. Because let me tell you, words once spoken cannot be eaten. They will remain in the ether. That is why somebody said, you know, he went to the pastor and says, Pastor, whenever I have an argument with my wife, she becomes historical. And the man says, do you mean she becomes hysterical? He says, no, 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 no. She becomes historical. She brings every word I ever said. Do you know the, 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 the antidote? Yeah? Something that will stop those words from ever coming. Don't say them. Just don't say them. Just don't say them. Yeah, if you're clapping, clap the Lord Maria. Yeah, just don't say them. Rule your spirit. You be in charge of your spirit. I normally tell people, nobody makes you angry. <laughs> I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm angry. You, it is a choice. You choose to be angry. <laughs> nobody can make me angry, no. And I'm not saying this because I'm here. I am saying it, you can't make me angry. It's a choice. I, I, I choose. You understand that? Nobody makes you annoyed. <laughs> Some people, you are already annoyed. Some people are just annoyed people. You find them in the morning, on the, you see them on the trains, they are already annoyed. They are looking for, they are looking for trouble. You, you, the, the moment you sniff them out, just walk away from them. Go into, the, go into another carriage. Because they are, they are already angry. They left home when they are angry. They left home when they are annoyed. And they, 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 you see them at your place of work. Your colleagues, you, see, I, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Walk away. Before a Baghdad happens, before a, a, a Kabul happens, <laughs> rule your spirit. You are in charge of the situation. You are in charge. You are in charge. You dictate where that conversation goes. Rule your spirit. Rule it. That is a successful and mature Christian. They rule. They have got a grip on themselves. Words cannot just escape me. I did not mean to say that. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. No word that was not supposed to be said that just merely escapes your mouth. You did. So be a person who rules over their spirit. At your place of work, rule over at school. Some of us have got kids. Some, some, some kids just walk out of, of the class because the teacher said something. <laughs> Who is, it's your loss. It's your loss. You walk out of the, of the lesson, it's your loss. You walk out of the job, it's your loss. Rule your spirit. That is patience. Paul speaks about, as I close, walking in a manner that is commensurate with your calling. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. It says, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. 
I therefore a prisoner for the Lord. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. How? How? With all humility, not some. Some of us are humble, but just the bottle, the, the bottle of humility will just open a bit. Have you, ever, have you ever seen somebody with a very expensive perfume? <laughs> they just open because they don't want to, to, to spend we need to be like this woman who had with the alabaster box who came and broke it you've got to break that bottle of humility and live with all humility be a humble woman be a humble man be a humble girl be a humble boy hallelujah and he says with all gentleness with patience listen to this bearing with one another in love did you hear that you've got to bear with me even though we are six minutes over our time, you've got to bear with me. And somebody said, Amen. Mm, bear with your daughter. Bear with your father. Bear with your mother. Some of us do, do, cannot even speak to our own siblings. Biological sisters. Bear with them. How? In love. Eager to maintain, verse 3, the unity of the spirit. The unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Somebody say, I'm going to be patient with some, but not all. Let me tell you. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. Okay, about to close. <laughs> he says, and I urge you, again, brothers, if there are some that are idle among you, I demolish them. But if there are some who are weak in you, amongst you, encourage them. Encourage them. We are people who reach out for others. If you are up here, bless God who has blessed you up to, to, to that level. But don't forget about others. Reach back and encourage them. Lift them up. Help the weak. Help the weak. Is there anybody struggling with alcohol, struggling with, uh, with, with drugs, struggling with fornication, struggling with all sorts of... You, you, you have beaten that. Go back and lift them up. Lift them up. Be a lifter, child of God. Instead of talking about them, lift them up. Help the weak. Help the weak. Let us be helpers. And he says, be patient with some of them. Hmm? Is that what he says? Be patient with some of them. Is somebody reading on, on those scriptures? What, what does it say? Be patient with all of them. <laughs> all. All means all. Don't scratch your head or go and look in the thesaurus. All means all. It means the good ones, the bad ones. You be patient with them all. I'm going to read the, 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 the final verses in Romans chapter 12 in the message. We'll continue next time with another attitude. With uh, not another attitude, something else to touch. Can you pull us the, me the message, please? Romans chapter 12, verse 9. And we're going to read on and on until I tell you to stop. This is what the message says Love from the center, don't love from the periphery, don't love from the sidelines. Love from the center. A true Christian, a successful Christian, 
is one who loves from the center here. Did you hear that? Love from the center of who you are. The core of who you are has got to be love. You've got to exude love. People have got to feel love. People have got to touch love when you enter into a place. There are some people who enter into a place and they suck out every love. It's like they're, they're like a vacuum cleaner. Everything is gone. There's light and darkness. If, have you ever seen you enter into a place people have been talking and somebody enters and everybody falls silent? What has happened? They have sucked out. It has not been like those people. It says love from the center of you. Don't fake it. <laughs> Don't fake it. Don't fake it, child of God. Don't fake it. It says run for dear life from evil. If there's evil, run away from it. It says hold on for dear life to do good. Be a person who holds on to do good. Be good friends who love deeply. Be good friends who do not love shallow. This shallow love. You know cliche. Hi, hi. This cliche. Hi, hi. That's, that's plastic smile I was talking about. Let us love deeply. Practice playing the, sick, the second fiddle. That means that you, you do not count yourself to be the top. You count others more worthy than you are. That's what the Bible teaches us in Philippians chapter 2. Verse 11, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerful, expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray for, pray all the harder. How? It says help, 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 help. Needy Christians, help them. And be inventive in hospitality. Be inventive in hospitality. Verse 14. Verse 14, bless your enemies. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Some people curse you under their breath. They, they, you don't, they, don't, they don't want you to have some... He's, bless, he's cursing you under the... Don't do that. Just be, bless them. Bless people. Laugh with happy friends when they are happy. Share tears when they are down. Get along with each other. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Some of us have got people we call nobodies. They are, below, they are beneath me. Be a friend to all. Don't be just a friend to the great ones. Every eye closed. As you close those eyes, just ponder the words that you have heard. Talked about an attitude towards God, an attitude of reverence, fearing God. We talked about attitude towards others. <coughs> Love them. Forgive them. Have patience with them. Bear with them. Because there's a God who bears with you as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the praise. We pray that you give us a great attitude, my Father Lord, towards you. And a great attitude towards one another, my Father God. Teach us how to love those who are unlovable. 
Teach us to be lovable as well in the name of Jesus. May hatred never be a portion in the name above every other name. May love abound in us in the name of Jesus. That we may be helpers of those who are weak. Not talking about them, not killing them, not destroying them, but Father, helping them, King of Kings. And may we, King of Kings, be patient with every kind of person in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Once all is said and done, we know that you will bless us because we are being doers of your word, not just hearers of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And somebody shouts, Amen, and Amen, and Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website, www.shiloh.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, God bless.